This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. Don't even f- think about saying hi to me. No, don't even say hi. Don't even nod your head and acknowledge me because I will f- kill you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Oh, it's a sad time of de- t- sad time of season. The uh, the Premier League season has completed. We feel a little bit of emptiness in our hearts, but uh, this year it's not going to be as long a wait as, as it has been in past years. Isn't that correct? That's right. We'll be we'll be starting again in the first part of September. So yeah, it's going to be great, and we've still got some soccer in between to watch. So that's going to be nice. We do, and we'll get into that in just a bit. There's lots lots still happening. Um, but first, uh, let's find out what is happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Okay, so the season ended with a very dramatic final day. And uh, I was watching it here with uh, my son. We had uh, one TV on in this room. We had another TV on. He, nice. had it. he was watching the one of the games on his uh, little iPad. Uh, but uh, the game we kind of stuck on and watched the most was that Chelsea game. And it was a pretty convincing 2-0 win over the Wolves, and they got themselves the uh, fourth slot in the uh, in the Champions or in the uh, Premier League, which has qualified them to be in the Champions League. So congratulations yeah. to you and your pals. Yes, it was a good result. I, I was definitely a little nervous, especially at the beginning. I think uh, Wolves is a very good team. You don't realize, and they were putting a great deal of pressure on Chelsea at the beginning. I thought uh, this might be tough, but uh, they scored a key goal. Goal is always important. Right before yep. halftime, they scored the first one, and they got a second one, which was fantastic. So That goal Giroud, by Giroud was, was, was just fabulous. Tell you, I mean, it was just all grit, all yeah. grit and commitment to get to the ball. You know, he worked so hard to do that. So I'll, I'll give him a lot of credit. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When I saw him at West Ham, when he strolled out for the game, we was at. <laughs> I remember. And I yeah. looked at him. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? He hasn't played in like three months. I thought he was done. I thought he was dusted, completely done with. And he's been Chelsea, probably Chelsea's best player in, in since the since the restart. You know, eight goals I think in ten games. Pretty Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, he's definitely really helped uh, the team to get to where they needed to do what they needed to do. Happy for for Frank Lampard and uh, yeah, really, really, really good way to to finish the season. You know, I saw. I, I think I tweeted this at you this week, but. Uh, Lampard becomes the first English coach uh, for years to make it to the Champions mm-hmm. League, which I was shocked at. And then I started thinking about it. It's, I guess it's true. All these guys that, that have won, they're all from other countries, aren't they? Yeah, it's true. I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of international managers in, in the English Premier League. 
Um, I think the last one might have been Harry Redknapp when he was yes. with, um, with with Tottenham, um, and he was probably a little upset because the year uh, Spurs were going to go back into the Champions League, they ended up getting kicked out because Chelsea won the Champions League, right? And they qualified, so uh, kind of a tough one for them. But yeah, um, again, you know, first year as a manager in in the Premiership, great achievement. So the other. Um... The other big game was the Man U against Leicester game. Mm-hmm. And um, Leicester really kind of, at the end of the season, kind of fell apart. And Man U stormed up and out of nowhere finished in third place, which uh, congratulations to Manchester United. Very impressive uh, after yeah. the break. Yeah. I, when you look at the teams in terms of how – you know how they did at the end of the year. I think probably Leicester was probably one of those teams that really struggled at, at the end. You know, since the the lockdown kind of uh, started back up again, and uh, you know they they were one of the one of the bottom teams in terms of how well they how they did in since the uh, since since we restarted. Uh, they just couldn't get anything going. Um, so. Uh, I was looking at the statistics. They were in the top four pretty much 90% of the season. Yeah. Uh, and then they dropped out right at the end, which was which was really tough. I mean, I think in terms of days, I think Man United were only in the top in the top four for like, you know, only a handful of days, right. uh, maybe 20, 20, 22 days total, whereas Leicester were in the top four for 325 days. Wow. So that gives you gives you an idea of kind of how they self-capitulated at the end. Yeah, that's that's sad. Uh, I mean, I, for, for Leicester City, I really feel bad for them. Uh, and, you know, I watched them, I think, three or four times at the end of the season. They, they had this great midfielder, uh, James Madison, who yeah. just didn't do anything. I mean, he looked terrible uh, at the end of the year. He was just not there. Yeah, yeah, he and struggled. He was a big part of that offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, Jamie Vardy still won the Golden Boot. You know, he, he, hit, he had a very good season, but uh, the rest of that team just kind of, eh, at the end of the year. Totally agree. Yeah, it was really disappointing for them. I mean, I think he he's always going to put a positive spin on it. You know, the fact that they 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 still overachieved in a lot of ways to finish right. fifth. Uh, it took them to a, a new level, but I think overall he's probably got to be pretty disappointed that they didn't qualify for the Champions League. I also felt bad for my man Arlo White, the announcer, because yeah. he uh, he was the <laughs> announcer of that game, and he is a huge Leicester City fan for years and years, all the way back to childhood. And he had to try to be as professional as possible as he watched his team blow it in the last game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made it tough for him, I'm sure, to watch the game uh, that he was watching his team kind of drop down. So it must have been really doubly tough for him to actually even commentate on the game as well. So let's talk about the Wolves because they, uh, they dropped down to sixth place, or is it even seventh? Yeah, they're in seventh place. Seventh yeah, they place, dropped yeah. down because mm-hmm. of the uh, goal differential. Uh, Tottenham snuck ahead of them, right? So Tottenham Correct. is now in sixth. So Tottenham qualifies for Europe, right? That that's right. Jose does it again. <laughs> Amazing. He finds a finds a way to get the job done. I mean, I give him a lot of credit. Um, but yeah, with Wolves now, they still have the opportunity to qualify. A lot of it depends on Chelsea and Arsenal. 
this weekend right uh, in the FA Cup so um, so they still have that chance that they could potentially get in so we'll kind of see what happens and um, and the way that works is if Arsenal wins the FA Cup they automatically qualify right correct which correct, would yeah. knock out the wolves that's right mm-hmm. that would be that would be sad for them because Arsenal's yeah. been terrible all year <laughs> it would be right. kinda, doesn't yeah. seem fair that they would qualify. Yeah. But, now the other good thing for Wolves is that they're still in the Europa League. So if they do win that, let's say they won that, they would actually qualify for the Champions League. So it's craziness oh, because the winner right. of the winner of the Europa League actually gets a, a free pass into the Champions League. So so theoretically, uh, the English Premier League could have five teams in the uh, Champions League next year if if they was to if they was to win. And that has happened yeah. before. Uh, um, I don't. Well, they changed that, if I remember, and that was part of when we was talking about before, where Tottenham got kicked out. So originally, England only had the four, and because Chelsea didn't finish in the top four and they won it, they had to defend it, and they ended up getting back in. And unfortunately for Tottenham, that's why they got knocked out of the Champions League that year. Okay. So since then, they've changed it. <laughs> so okay. poor old Tottenham fans. Again, unfortunate for them, but. You know, it worked out for all the Chelsea fans. All right. So um, at this time of year, I like to go back and see how we did in our picks at the beginning of the season. And yeah. uh, I looked at uh, your top four picks. All right. So this is the way it, it ended up as Liverpool in first, Man City in second, Man United in third, and fourth was Chelsea. And your picks were actually not that far off. You had Man City winning it, Liverpool in second, Chelsea in third, and Spurs in fourth. So you just had uh, the Spurs in there that shouldn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also got three of the four. I had Man City also, Liverpool. I had Man U finishing third, which they actually Mm. did somehow. And then I also had the Spurs. So we did pretty good this year. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. I'll Not take bad it. Bad at all. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at it, you know, probably, obviously, Spurs is probably the biggest disappointment, you know, in terms yeah. of not finishing in the top four because they were so good last year, right? Um, you know, and obviously the change in the manager. But to be fair, like we mentioned briefly, Jose did the did the business. He he got the job done. You know, they were ultimately one of the top five teams uh, since the lockdown. So uh, he was able to find a way to to get them back into Europe, which was great for them. Yeah, by making them super boring. Okay, uh, let's talk <laughs> about the, uh, the bottom three because uh, that was just as exciting. That was the other game we were watching. We were watching the uh, Villa game because mm-hmm. all Villa had to do was do better than Watford. Yeah. And Watford uh, got immediately, they went down 3 nothing to Arsenal. Yeah. And then Arsenal just inched their way back, and it was—I mean, I mean, uh, Watford inched their way back, and it was three to two. And yeah. so, I mean, there was, a, and Bournemouth had to win, and the other two had to lose. And at one point, that was happening. Bournemouth had yeah. gone gone ahead, and all of this action was happening at the same time. And then Villa scored a goal. Thirty seconds later. They get scored against. <laughs> I mean, literally <laughs> 30 right. seconds later. It I was know, just drama up and down, but Aston Villa has survived, and they yeah. made it out. 
So congratulations to Aston Villa. I know we have some fans uh, of this show who are fans of Villa, up the Villa, as they like to say. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was so much drama there at the bottom. I mean, you know, Bournemouth had to win, and they did at Everton. Great result for them. Yep. Um, and then obviously Watford kind of just I don't know what happened. I just I was getting the score updates on my phone. I was jumping around. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're down three nil. It was like just like that. <laughs> Went so quickly to give them, give them, give them some credit. They ended up coming back and scoring a couple of goals to make it interesting. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was right down to the wire. And then the Villa, the Villa players and the fans were celebrating as if they'd won the league. You know, that was know. Uh, lucky. They, <laughs> we're seventeenth. <they> were... <laughs> <laughs> we survive. That's great. You know what? What really cracked me up. Um, well, it didn't crack me up, but also it made me sad. Was yeah. the way Watford just fell apart at the end, and, and I mean they fired their coach. I mean they, I really want to yeah. know what happened there, don't you? Absolutely. I mean that's that's the biggest question. I think I think that's going to be one of the biggest stories up in a, you know off season in terms of what happened because they've got to really question what happened because they didn't give themselves a chance. They fired the manager with two games left. Right. You can't tell me something serious must have happened. You would think. Yes. Uh, I would hope so. Not just, not just a knee jerk reaction just to get rid of him. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of questions that are going to be asked in, in terms of the, the hierarchy of the, of the, of the people that work at Watford, they've got to figure that out. So, but they're, they're in a little bit of a, a mess right now. I'm a little worried that they might be one of those teams that drop down a couple of divisions if they don't sort things out. Yeah, it does have that feel to it. It, it was like they had just thrown in the towel and said, eh, that's it, we're done. Yeah. And exactly. they could have stayed up so easily. I mean, they were right there. Right. They, they had right. it in their own hands, and then they fired their coach. Um for no apparent reason, the coach that had brought them out of the bottom and gotten them into a better position, it's just, it was one of those weird mysteries. And then the players looked yeah. like they just looked lifeless after that. Yeah, they really did. They really did. Yeah, it was definitely a, a very alarming end for them. And I'm sure the fans are probably just going crazy. I feel bad for the Watford fans having to, to deal with that. I mean, and, and the tough thing is they're not there to express their feelings. You know, they're not right. there able to watch the games. You know, and I'm sure the, the the group, the hierarchy, the 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 chairman and the the owners would have got some serious grief by the uh, Watford fans. I would think if they so. Were there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk about the the teams that are going to replace the so three teams that dropped are Watford, Bournemouth, and Norwich City. So we have three teams that are replacing them. Uh, for sure, we know that Leeds and West Brom are now going up. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yep. And as we speak, they're still doing the uh, playoff for the, the last spot. Right. So the playoffs have started. So what ended up happening, when, again, excitement last week. So uh, Swansea ended up sneaking in. So yeah. they got into the playoffs. So so it's Swansea versus Brentford, and they're actually 1-0 up in the first leg. They play the second legs on Wednesday of this week. So that would be July 29th. Okay. And then Cardiff versus Fulham. Um, Fulham uh, are winning that game 2-0. So they'll be finishing up their second legs here this week, and then they'll be uh, 
ultimately finishing with the final match at Wembley. I believe that's uh, next week, uh, might be even this weekend, uh, right around the FA Cup uh, weekend as well. So it should be a pretty good weekend of matches. Okay, that sounds exciting. Now, I went back again, and we also pick our bottom three yeah. uh, at the beginning of the season. And uh, in this case, we didn't do so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got only one of the three correct. I also only got one of the three correct. We both guessed that Norwich was going to go down. Um, and But we both also picked Sheffield United going down, and that turned out to be really wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was a surprise. You know, we both predicted they would struggle. Yeah. And they were ultimately probably the best out of the three, to be fair. Without question. What did they finish? Like eighth or ninth or something like that? Yeah, they finished. finished uh, let me just double check. They finished uh, in ninth position. Yeah. You know, again, faded a little bit at the end, but really a great season for them. Yeah. To finish in the top 10 in the Premier League, fantastic. Very solid. So we both got those wrong. You also picked Brighton to go down, which you were pretty close on that one. What yeah. They, they finished yeah. like 15th or something like that. Yeah, they were down there. I mean, they struggled. It was a little bit a little bit further up, but yeah, they struggled. And I, I chose Newcastle, which also was incorrect. Um, mm-hmm. So so maybe next year take us a little more seriously on our, uh, our, our good picks, <laughs> not so much on our <laughs> other one. Yeah, that's true. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to our bottom three discussion before I get to our informed tradition? Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, it was, when you look at the teams and you look at how they struggled, I mean, when you look at the, the, the bottom, you know, Norwich specifically, I mean, I think they were probably, you look at teams that have done really poorly since they've been here in the Premier League, they were definitely one of the worst ones that we've seen in a while, yeah. especially near the end. I mean, and even their final game, they lost 5 nothing. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Kevin De Bruyne's goal. Uh, he, he basically was a one-man wrecking crew against Norwich. I yeah. mean, it could have been Kevin De Bruyne against Norwich City, and I think he would have still beaten him. <laughs> he um, set the record was, this year for, uh, or yeah. tie, tie the record for most assists. That's right. I mean, he scored one. If people haven't had a chance to see that, and it was probably lost because everybody's watching all the other games, because obviously that was a game that really meant absolutely nothing. Correct. But he scored a goal. He just kind of duped a couple of players at the top of the box and curled one into the top right hand corner, and just a tremendous goal. Um, still, still for me, I think he's the best player in the league. Although I he agree. didn't win it, but. You know, I think Jordan Henderson winning it is is certainly deserved in terms of winning the, the Player of the Year. But uh, um, yeah, so I think Norwich has got some work to do. Watford, I'm a little worried. I think Bournemouth, if they can organise themselves, I think they've got the, the the possibility of coming straight back up. So uh, again, it's going to depend on what uh, happens with the manager. You that know, I was going to ask you. Do, do you think he's yeah. going to? Uh, do you think Eddie Howe's going to stay there? Might be time for a change for him. I yeah. think uh, he's certainly going to be a manager that will probably get another job in the Premier League somewhere. You know, if if someone's struggling early in the season, he's the type of person that might come back and, and, and join somebody else. He, he actually was the manager at Burnley for a very short period of time and then went back to Bournemouth. Um, but if you see like a, let's say like a, a Newcastle or a, a Brighton starts to struggle, I could see him go into one of those places. But we'll see. You know, uh, I heard a rumor this week and I haven't seen it since. Um, so perhaps it's not correct, but uh, that leads 
was talking to Ibrahimovic about coming back to the Premier League. Had you wow. heard that? I hadn't. That that would be sensational. Wouldn't that it? That would be. Yeah, I'd love to see him back in the league. I think it would be great. I know he's he's getting on a little bit. He's got to be up there. He's got to be pushing 40. He's got to yeah. be close to 40 now. I would think so. But just to have him as a personality. and I think Leeds are going to make some big signings. I think they're, they've got a little bit of the resources to do that. So, And I know Bielsa uh, will want to try and have some superstars on his team to try to kind of get him up into that top echelon of the Premier League next year. Yeah. So let's uh, let's hope that happens. All right, uh, I need you to explain something to me. Here we go. Hang on. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So we talk about this a lot where I... Uh, one of the, my favorite things about the Premier League are the announcers because uh, I just like the uh, the flair with the language and uh, mm-hmm. the different colloquialisms that we hear uh, from the British announcers that we never hear in America. And watching the Chelsea game... Uh, in the first half, it was still kind of a, a – there were some doldrums in that first half. Both teams playing very defensively. And the announcer says, still waiting for the touch paper to be lit. <laughs> and I kind of get what he's trying to say. Uh, basically, you know, we need to get the – you know, the, nothing's really happening yet. But what in the right. world – what is that – the origin of that phrase? Yeah, so the the touch paper goes back to, and we talked about it briefly before, goes back to Guy Fawkes, November the 5th. So that's the big uh, traditional fireworks day uh, that takes place in in the United Kingdom where they celebrate a person who tried to basically uh, burn down the Houses of Parliament. What a perfect holiday. (laughs) Maybe we might be doing this down the road for ourselves here in the United States one day. Who knows? But but that's what they celebrate. We celebrate that. Hey, he was unsuccessful, but it was it was a good try. You know, the English (laughs) like that. Um, So it goes back to those origins. And so that was when he basically the touch paper is the paper. I think there's some some kind of gasoline type of paper or, or of some type that will be able to create this this way of lighting something quickly and they used it to light the fireworks back then and they still do it a little bit now and that's where they get that idea of touch paper to be lit so we need some excitement we need that paper to get things going to light up what's happening so kind of set things in motion ramp it up a little bit that's okay. where the origin comes from yeah All interesting right. Feel free to use that in your everyday life, people. <laughs> All right. So we need to take a break, but we still have your favorite segment, uh, Guess the Premier League Star, coming up here in just a bit. Uh, we also will find out Adam's TV tip because even though the Premier League season is over, there's still football to watch, and we'll find out what that is right after this. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, our replay visit continues on part two of our special Corvette C8 episode, as only the Car Guys Report can do. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me, Lou Costable, and our man in the field, Roger Rexroad, as we revisit part two of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits, 
Podcast Network. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Talk dirty to me, Siri. Bees in my walls. A psychiatrist named Jenkins. My brush with a Hollywood A-list star from years gone by. Listen to Minutia Men <laughs> on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. All right, Adam, you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Time now to guess the Premier League star. All right, so this is your favorite part of the show. I give you some hints and clues uh, about a, a Premier League star. You try to figure out who I'm talking about, and, and the listeners at home can uh, try to play along and see if they can guess the Premier League star before you do. All right, so this week's star is 27 years old. So, established player. But he's only been in the Premier League since 2018. Okay? Okay. He's played away from his home country since 2013. So, he's been around, but he's only been in the Premier League since 2018. His home country is in South America. And he has played for their national team. One of the big ones. Okay. Okay. He's a midfielder and he's not, but he's not known for his scoring. In fact, he's played over 40 games in the Premier League. He's only scored once. (laughs) Now, the reason you know this guy, one of the reasons, I mean, he, he's, he plays for the national team of, you know, one of the biggest countries in the world. He's he's a midfielder. He's kind of a holding midfielder. Um, okay. Um, he goes by one name, like Cher okay. or Oprah. <laughs> um, and it's the f- same first name as fictional characters with the last names in, in American culture of Mertz and Kruger. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's some hints for our listeners that you're not going to get. He wears number 17. This is a hard one. I've picked a very difficult one. I tell you you what, I'm still still lost right now. Yes. He wears a red jersey. He wears a red jersey with a Chevrolet logo. Okay. So he's obviously with Manchester United. Yes, that's right. Okay. So South American center uh-huh. midfielder plays for them. Trying to look at their list of many of number of the players that they have. It's got to be, I guess. And would you classify him as a good player? I, you know, I, I'm not a fan, <laughs> but uh, some people think I, he I, is. I think I, yeah, I know the answer. And actually, your guess of Mertz and Kruger actually gave me a, the the kind of the idea because I remember Freddy Kruger, uh-huh. obviously <laughs> Freddy Mertz. So I'm going to go with our Brazilian sensation, probably one of the more overrated players. I would agree. Fred. Fred. Fred is correct. My last clue was Flintstone. <laughs> so. I think I went through all of them. Yes. yes. Yeah, he is overrated, isn't he? Well, it, it's there's a couple of times, and I've seen it a, a few times. He he got a little bit better there before the restart. To be fair, he was played a little bit more, and I think he was doing, since the restart, he hasn't been particularly good, um, and he hasn't been playing as much. Right. Um, 
and and <laughs> the funny thing is, Man United has actually been better. So what does that tell you? Yeah, um, but, I know. Um, but yeah, so he's he's kind of struggled a little bit since his his big money sign. I think they, they spent like seventy million on him. I mean, they a did. good chunk of money. And he is yeah. he scored only once. And you yeah. know he is. I mean, he's a midfielder, but he is supposed to be providing some offense, isn't he? Yeah, you would think he would be able to do that. I mean, he came in from. I know you played with Shakhtar Donetsk over there in U- in the Ukraine, and yeah, he was. That's why I didn't give um, you that clue because I knew you'd figured it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he and he's done. And like I said, I mean, he was a good player there. He was consistent was was scoring goals. Actually, scoring quite a few goals over yeah. there. You know, when I looked at. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's not a, a, a big goal scorer. I mean, ten goals in a hundred games isn't massive, but right. one in forty is not going to get the job done. So no, I agree. I agree. All right, it's time for uh, well, let's just play the the audio. Here we go. Now, time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. tip. Okay, uh, I'm going to have to buy uh, ESPN Plus, aren't I? For this weekend, <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah, it's like it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, this is the only way we're going to be able to watch the game. So uh, this we've got the the FA Cup final, which is going to be a game, obviously for us. Obviously, you know, we're used to winning trophies. You know, it's a consistent thing for the for the Chelsea team. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they almost don't have room trophies. on the shelf no, anymore. It, it's funny. Yeah, I, I saw there was a picture. This uh, to the Tottenham fans, they took a picture of we, we're moved, when they were moving to the new stadium. They had the the trophy. They, they were moving the trophy cabinet, and it was bare. It was just great. I was like, We've moved the trophy cabinet over to the stadium, but there was nothing in it. It was fantastic. I just laughed so hard. Um, <laughs> oh, so <laughs> sorry, Tottenham fans. So sorry. Oh, I'll tell you, those poor guys. But uh, yeah, so this is going to be it. FA Cup final, uh, which is. Typically, the the last game of the year. It's kind of the the big one, so it's going to be on Saturday. Uh, so we're looking forward to watching that one Saturday. Uh, and so this is a, a, an English tradition that goes back how many years? Oh, oh it Mo- goes more I than a hundred. It's, it's the yeah, it's the it's the oldest club cup. It's the oldest cup competition in the world. So if you go back to it in terms of the history of it. And everything else, um, it's it goes back years and years and years, you know. So I think it's over over 110 years. This might be like the 110th final, something like that. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of history. But Saturday, August 1st. Um, so it's going to be, I, I believe, it's like an 11:30 kickoff around about that time. Um, All right. So so going to be live on ESPN Plus. So those of you who watch who get ESPN. Uh, it may be time to purchase it uh, if you want to watch that game. So it should be a good one. Okay. And uh, next week we've got some Champions League to discuss because that's uh, kicking yes. off now. So we're we're down to yeah. the uh, final of that. All right. So yeah. so uh, if you want uh, to find out more about uh, free kicks, you can follow us. We are on Twitter. Uh, what's our handle there? FK. Yeah. Yeah, FK, uh, uh, FK Adam and Rick, I believe it is. I believe yeah. that's correct. Uh, check us yeah. out on Twitter. We're also on Facebook if you want to follow us. Uh, you would tell a friend to listen to us. They can go to Spotify, um, go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits, uh, and you can find 
free cakes. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Talk dirty to me, Siri. Bees in my walls. A psychiatrist named Jenkins. My brush with a Hollywood A-list star from years gone by. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Podcasting from Chicago, an Opie production for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Lasano and Friends. When the guests receive a questionnaire, there's a bunch of questions on there. One now has been added this season is, what pronoun would you like to be known as? Totally. I have like non-binary friends and I'll find myself saying the word man and I'm like, I'm not even using it as like a pronoun. Right. It's yeah. just a filler word. Right. And I know that it means so much more to them, so I'm trying to like force it out, right. but it's so embedded. It's like a pronoun I've yeah. used yeah. since I was a yeah. kid, yeah. and I still fall back on it, just being like, oh, hey man, what's going on? You know what I mean? To anybody. Yeah. Woman, man, yeah. trans, anybody. Yeah. And I always feel terrible yeah. about it, no matter who I'm talking to, because it's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> it's like a crutch. I've been like, the South thing. And but I mean, the South thing would be better, because you can just say y'all, and then yeah, you're done. That's what <laughs> that covers everybody. No, that's, I just use y'all. Maybe the South is more progressive than we <laughs> yeah. are, and we need to give them more sure. credit than they sure. get. Absolutely. Y'all is the best gender neutral pronoun. <laughs> it really is. It hits the singular. Yep. It hits the plural. plural yep. It yeah. hits everybody. Yep. <laughs> and it's got a little bit of character, too, because it's like, howdy, y'all. How you doing? Yeah. It's bipartisan. We're yeah. across the yeah. aisle. We have solved sexism <laughs> in this it. country. Now racisms. Maybe not the word y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to tell a friend about Lasano and Friends, which is available online at radiomisfits.com. Follow Lasano Friends on Twitter. Radiomisfits.com